I'm Danielle Bouchard. I'm an Olympic coach and a pro coach for BoxMontreal.com. And you're listening to the Pro Sports Podcasters. We are the Pro Sports Podcasters, where no sport is left behind. It's time for another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters with your hosts, Nee Wallace-Bruce, Corbert Durand, and Justin Williams. On this podcast, we have guests from all over the world covering every sport from artistic gymnastics to weightlifting. We are something for every sports fan on PSP. Whether your interests are the athletes playing the game, the coaches, or the media, we've got you covered. Fun and informative, honest and engaging. You won't want to miss a single episode. So let's kick this off. BetUS Sportsbook is your ultimate destination for online betting. With sports betting, live betting, racebook, online slots, and online casino. It's available across the U.S. and Canada. Use the code PSP to receive a massive sign-up bonus. Hey, and welcome back to another episode of the Pro Sports Podcasters. I'm one half your host today, Justin Williams, and I'm with the man, the myth, the legend, the one who makes my voice sound good, the one who knows everything about NFTs. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Mr. Colbert Durant. Kobe, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I was out and about today, and I mean, it's getting that time of year where the change of the season is coming in. Did you notice how windy it was today? It was brutal. Guy, my, my hair is way too long for this weather. <laughs> I was walking around Burlington looking like buckwheat. It was terrible. <laughs> While you're in Burlington, you start shaking down some of our fans, telling them to comment on our on our stuff, on our, on our downloads. Okay, ho- hold on about that. So I had a couple of people reach out to me yeah. and say, hey, I've been listening to your podcast for like two years. Yeah. I said, yeah. So we listened on. They said, Apple Podcasts. I said, okay. Have you left, left this review? They're like, no, but it's not like we haven't tried. Oh, what? So I guess it's extremely difficult to leave a review if you listen to Apple Podcasts on your phone. Weird. They couldn't, they couldn't find it. I, I was literally talking back and forth, trying to help them. I don't, I don't use iPhone, right? I'm not an Apple guy, but yeah. trying to say, well, try, check at the bottom. Not there. Look for a star. Not there. There's nowhere that says review. No. Can you comment? No. So it's not just people aren't leaving reviews. It's that they're having a hard time doing it. You're our Apple guy. You got to figure that shit out, Justin. I will after this, after our lovely conversation with our lovely guest. This individual is a boxing coach for, she's, I mean, she's just a boxing coach for Canada. Uh, on top of that, she's also a an amazing teacher and I aspire to be just as good as her one day, although I cannot deal with little ankle biters because she teaches grade four. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Danielle Bouchard. Hello, guys. Hello. How you been? Bonjour. Bonjour. T- uh, très, très bien. Je vais bien. Oh, moi aussi, moi aussi. <laughs> Um, so as we mentioned earlier, this podcast, uh, again, our kind of pre-interview so, uh, for this podcast for our fans might be a little bilingual at some points. It'll depend how bilingual we might release a two-part episode, the French and the English version, or we might just smush it together to see what happens. So a bit of up in the air, but let's do this. Danielle, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with uh, boxing? Do you want to start with teaching? What do you want to start with? Maybe we can start with um, boxing because... I'm in strike right now, so... (laughs) (laughs) Let's go. All right. How did you get into the world of boxing? I think it's a family thing. My uncle was president of a boxing gym Mm -hmm. in Jean-Claire, a little little town 
north of Montreal. So, and my father was a very good fan of sport and he was also a volunteer for the gym and everything. So I was, I think I had like 12 years old. So I was a volunteer in the show, like selling half and half tickets and all that. And after that, but I want to to be a fighter, but at that time, female were not allowed to fight. So I just keep going there, going to the gym, and my brother start uh, to do fights. So I follow his long career. And in '91, when the female were allowed to fight in Canada, I just said to myself, "Well, this is the time for me to to start." And I never stopped since that day to be in contact with boxing. Wow. So it started off from when you were a child, just like the inception of it all. That is outstanding. So yeah. does that mean that uh, you watch the Rocky movies a lot? Mm, yeah, I've watched the Rocky, all the Rocky movie, the $1 million girl, I Baby. don't remember. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. All these yeah, all the, you know, the, the, the boxing movie. Okay. All right. Do you remember your first fight? Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, because it, yeah, it was really, uh, because at that time, you know, there were not so many girls to fight. So they had to find me a girl from USA. So the first time I, I boxed was with a girl of USA. So I was so impressed. And um, in front of, the, you know, all my fans and my little city mm -hmm. and i won that fight and i still have the i got the like a golden gloves and i still got it in my room you know because it's uh it it means a lot for me oh well, i love that you gotta keep the some memorabilia from the first time you ever yeah. won what was the training leading up to that first ever fight? Was it like, because we, we have, we've had some fighters, MMA fighters and, and boxers alike. Some say for their first fight, they almost over-prepare. They have too many nerves going on. They can't sleep. Or were you very like kind of calm, cool, and collected when you were approaching the ring? Um, I think it was calm, but inside it was like a hamster, you know, going fast, 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 fast. <laughs> but I, I looked calm, but I wasn't at all. I was really stressed and I don't even, you know, I remember the fight and everything, but I didn't think in the ring. I was just like throwing, throwing, throwing and just want to win that fight. And, uh, but I, I did train a lot. And I think what was, what made the difference, I think the girl was more a good fighter than I was, but I was such in shape that I think that that was the, the part that gave me the fight. Mm. The fight, the dog and the fighter. I love to hear yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys mentioned boxing movies. It's in, like, I'm a huge movie buff, and it's hard to look past the drama that's created in boxing films. One of which is about Mickey Ward, and that's around your time when he fought Canadian Arturo Gali in that trilogy. Did you watch mm -hmm. those fights? Oh, yeah, I did. So those are three of my favorite fights of all time. Okay, and then, but of course, I'm biased because we're Canadian, so <laughs> I, I got the attachment to it. But looking at how you said women weren't allowed to fight in Canada at that time, could you have fought in the States that time or no? No, I think I couldn't say when in the United States it started, if it was a little bit before or after us, but it was about 
around the same because I, I remember that the three countries that were the first one to have a female boxer were like Canada, USA and Sweden. And okay. the, the, the other one was Finland. So that was the four countries uh, which they were like doing fights. And it was like the first tournament we have was uh, in Finland, and, and we were like the the four countries that I named. So that was the first time we had an uh, international like tournament. And when was boxing, uh, like women's boxing, allowed in in the Olympics? Uh, in two thousand twelve, that was the first time, and uh, it was in London. Okay, so I heard recently that the International Boxing Association has been booted from from the Olympics. Yeah, it's quite a, a war, not a war, but like uh, th that's the IOC that govern presently the boxing for the Olympics. So they are the one who uh, do the qualification. It's under their their control because they don't, AIBA has a lot of problems, politics problem with the one who is the leader of it. Mm -hmm. So we can go to the Olympics, but only under the IOC rules. Do you think that hurts the future for these boxers or does it not make a difference? It doesn't make a difference now because they still have like qualification. We had the Panam in Chile, like one month ago, we just mm -hmm. had this weekend the qualification for the Canadian team to go to the other world tournament, which would be another qualification for the Olympics. So the, for the fighters, it's still the same. They fight, they go to tournament. So they don't feel the beef between both of them. But I think for the next Olympics, there's something that should happen because it cannot go always that way. Mm -hmm. Now, without being biased, how does our Canadian team look heading into Paris? It looks good. We already have like uh, two uh, two fighters that are qualified. We have Wyatt, uh, Wyatt what uh, at sixty three point five, and we have for uh, so one guy and one mm -hmm. female Tamara Tsbo, under the seventy five kilo. So it's already good. So the next next qualifier would be in Italy at the end of February. So the if you if you touch the top four, you have the pass for the Olympics. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Right on. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. Would you mind if I ask you a question in my broken French? Yeah, of course. Right. A pleasure. Quand avez-vous décidé de coucher? Um, I decided. You know, I was um, when I was a fighter. I did follow all the courses to be a coach, N not knowing that I was going to be a coach. But somewhere, I love to study. I love to study and everything. And after my career, uh, there was one athlete that she was training all the time with me, and she said, "When will you you will be done with with your pro career?" I wish you could be my trainer. And I was saying, oh, no, 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 I'm not ready to that yet. Because I knew if I continue as a coach, I would spend even more time in the gym because it's, you know, a coach is always in the gym. And I didn't want that after. But well, she kept asking and asking. So I decided that I decided to coach her. 
So the, my first experience as a coach was a pro coach. It was a bit funny at that time. Mm. And I, I was saying to myself, okay, I'm just going with one girl. That's it. I don't want to do more. And I get, I don't know the expression in English, cut with another girls who came and other girls who came. So I finally coach as an amateur coach and a professional coach. Wow. So you started professional and then went amateur as opposed to amateur. Exactly. Exactly. And I did both at the same time. Well, you know, you're talented when, geez, that's amazing. No, No, it's, it's just a question of passion, I think. Well, clearly you like to punch people in the face. So (laughs) very good on you. Now, when it comes to coaching, would you say your style, how would you describe your style? I've I've heard people say that they're more of like a physical coach at first, then they kind of practice mental. Some start Mm. with mental. So I, I, I don't know. I've never been a coach. I've never done boxing before. How do you, how is your style? Like, what is it? I think I was really careful about defense. That was my first concern. I think if you want to last and have a good career, long career, without any sequel at the end, you need to have a good difference. So I, w- I would say that that was one of my priority. Yes, of course, the offense, but you have to defense all the time. And so that was a big concern. And I would say that I didn't know when I started coaching, but the psychological um, aspect of coaching was really 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 important so and the link you have with your athletes so if you have a good links you will have, you will have like good relationship good communication and i think it would be a success key for the rest of your coaching life mm. yeah the, the connection between a fighter and a coach as yeah. we've seen in cinema as we've heard through fighters it is an unbreakable bond and that's Literally, that's kind of what the Million Dollar Baby kind of was about, too, in some Yeah, know, exactly. <laughs> um, one more question before I pass you off to Kobe. How strict are you on your on your students when it comes to their diets? Yeah. Oh, you know what? It's... <laughs> no poutine for anyone. <laughs> yeah. No, but it's it's a bit funny, that, that part, because I would say that most of the time, almost all of the time my athletes are female Mm -hmm. and the female are a bit different on that they're so organized they're so um dedicated that i don't have to do too much to uh, like coach of i i would coach good uh healthy um alimentation how to to do good i also work with a nutritionist but they're they're not uh, they're good students they female are really strict on themselves sometimes more than i can do on them you know it's it's something that is easy to work with oh. but i don't say that it's easy to do they struggle a lot with that and that's where it's the line is fine between be healthy with your food and not healthy because when when you're when you're in um, weight sport, it's always struggling. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. So no poutine for any of them. Oh yeah, they can have poutine, <laughs> of course, but not where they're close to a fight. Yeah, yeah you have, you have to to 
to uh, to starve yourself sometime and have fun and and eat that not good food junk food you have to do that of course of course yeah i've been calorie counting lately to kind of shed <laughs> some really? weight oh yeah oh yeah and i was at harvey's this afternoon and a basic poutine is 710 calories <laughs> <laughs> so you have to eat that and a little apple on the side and that's it. exactly and, and some air right for yeah, yeah. <laughs> as a drink now the rise of mma has taken some of the shine off boxing but does it does it hurt boxing's growth or are you seeing just a different kind of student who wants to add that to the repertoire i would say that, that different people different there's i don't see more uh, such like people going through one to the other it's mma is really a different sport than boxing mm -hmm. now i mean the greatest of all time george st pierre is from la belle provence yeah is there a lot of additional attention on mma because of that there uh maybe maybe he was of course, it was one of the reasons that MMA get popular in Quebec and Canada. Of course, is an icon for us. So I think when you have someone who is like him in a sport, it brings a lot, a lot of people because they want to go. They they all want to be George. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Now, have have you had any students that? came to you to learn boxing in addition to their MMA or no? Not me personally, but at the gym, yes. George came and trained with Stéphane Larouche for boxing. Oh. So he was he was at our gym, Box Montréal, for some of his preparation for some fights. So and I saw other I don't remember names, but there's a couple of MMA guys who came to the gym to work with Stéphane for on the boxing side. Now, if somebody you know decides that they want to pursue boxing and they want to pursue it to an Olympic level, yeah, how do you go about that? Like, are there certain gyms that you'd want to join, or is there a, a certain program you have to list yourself with? How does that work? Yeah, but now we have the national center with uh, that it's located at the Olympic Stadium. It's under the the name of INS. So there, this is a south. You have the choice. You can be an athlete that decide to centralize, so that means that decide to go and train there at the training center all the mm -hmm. time, or you can still train in your gym with your coach and go there when there's training camp. So there's two 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 ways of doing it, which is very good because centralization is good for some athletes. And for mm -hmm. others, athletes, that's not the the perfect things. Say some women, for example, work, need to work and train. Some have, I've seen women having kids and train. So, you know, we need in 2023 to have different ways of doing it. France are a good country to follow because they have good programs with we would allow that their athletes to for to follow different paths that's going to the same goal as to go to the olympic and it works so i think we um, we follow a bit this uh, system which is good are there any specific coaches in canada that kind of stand out 
you mean that they're very good or stand out that means their athletes have gone on to represent Canada are there certain gyms that have really been well represented um it's a bit like from different gyms around Canada it's not only in one specific gym I would say that it's coming from different gyms but there are gyms that are more specifies I would say with eye level boxing but um, we're lucky that in Quebec we have a good we have several good gyms and even in Canada but I don't know all the gyms you know I know some some good gyms in Ontario some good gym in BC but uh, the level is is good for the moment okay and who would you say is kind of leading like leading in boxing internationally Mm. The Cuban, the Cuban were always leading boxing, but now it it's changing a little bit. If I think about like the Panam Games we went through, yeah. Brazil, Brazil were amazing. Like really? They, they did, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did very, very good. They're one of the strongest team in boxing presently. Yeah, Brazil, uh, USA did good. We did good also. And uh, Cuban were good, but they did not as good as they were. And the, the Cuban that are still there, there are uh, old Cuban. There is no more new generation of Cuban that are like in the past. We've seen so many Cuban in the past. But I think one of the reasons is like they have a lot, a lot of uh, coach that um, coach from Cuba that they're going all around the world. Different yeah. co- different countries hire them and they get all the countries get stronger now. So it's a much more balanced playing field. Yeah, exactly. Do you still see great fighters out of Great Britain or no? Yeah, they are. They have a lot. I didn't see much of them now because it's like I, we, we, we've been concentrated more with North America, as uh, all the American, with the Pan Am Games and everything. Yeah. But uh, of course, that uh, the kingdom was always a good, um, um, pépinois, a, pép, uh, a good place to build good boxer because they have a lot. They have so much, so much fighters and so much even to develop them. Do you think Canada is doing enough to develop ours? We did better the last year, the last couple of years. We had a lot of prob- inside problems, politics problems. But since two years, there's a big waves of change, which is good because we had in the last year, like more training camp, we go out more often and we bring all the teams to get experience. So uh, it's getting good for the future. Right on, right on fantastic answers i uh i was i was very much listening to how you were going to answer some of these because we, uh, we had a guest on who was in karate at the pan am games so i was oh. like "Ooh, let's uh let's compare for the next question um i'm going to ask it to you in in french if you're okay with that yeah hopefully my first pronunciation wasn't too too bad and you understood no it was perfect oh thank you see kobe perfect <laughs> <laughs> you know i'm a teacher she's so kind <laughs> no i'm a teacher and i'm used to valorize all my students so that's what i'm doing with you oh <laughs> uh, see look at that i feel so happy and giddy. okay <clears throat> en quoi tu défends des autres coaches 
Hmm, that's a good question. You should ask my athlete. They, maybe they would have a better answer than I have. Um, I think I'm a good communicator. I think it's, um, yeah, a good listener, a good listener, open mind. Uh, and I think, of course, that I should, I hope I'm good with the, uh, with techniques, techniques of boxing because I got, I got good result mm-hmm. in the past and I still got good results so it makes me think that i'm still a good coach you know because as a coach you always questioning yourself you always want to be up to date you always want to be on the top so when you get results Mm -hmm. that's the answer of your questioning i think so i would say my communication and open mind i think yeah that seems like a pretty good combination All right, Danielle, thank you so much for coming on the Pro Sports Podcasters. It was amazing having you on. Where can our fans find you on social media? Oh, thank you. And it was a pleasure for me to discuss with you. And sorry again for not being so clear with my English, but hope it was okay. (laughs) No problem. Um, If our fans wanted to find you on Instagram, what's your handle? Oh, I'm sorry. Coach, uh, Coach Bugsdan. Ooh, okay, we'll have to tag that. Yeah, coach, I think it was uh, La Petite Ligne en Dessous, box mm. down. Okay. Okay, thanks, thanks for having me. Great having you on, Tanya. Okay, merci beaucoup. Merci, merci. bonne soirée, bye-bye. Merci, bye-bye. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. For even more of your favorite sports content, be sure to visit the website www.prosportspodcasters.com. On our website, you will find our sports blog, full podcast library, access to our YouTube channel, and deals from our affiliate partners. You can also sign up to become a PSP Insider and get exclusive access to our insider tips, sponsor giveaways, and insider newsletter. So don't miss out on the full Pro Sports Podcasters experience, where no sport is left behind.